0: Christmas periods the amount of wine that will come in it, it would definitely it'll give you a thirst probably look at it. But, uh, <laughs> at
1: Lidl we have four regional distribution centres serving our more than 200 stores ensuring that we have products on the shelves for our customers. We refer to them as RDCs or warehouses. One of our biggest distribution centres is in the town of Mullingar in County Westmeath. It's currently undergoing an extension and is set to be 62,000 square metres. That's the size of 44 Lidl stores combined. Can you build racks, like if needed?
2: for? for That's me in
1: the background being taken on a tour of the place. I've been lucky enough to have worked in the Charleville warehouse in the past, but never visited Mullingar. So I got in my car, put on some Joe Dolan and headed up the road. Hi, I'm Neve Dunley, IT Business Consultant at Lidl.
2: And I'm Stephen McCausland, Deputy Store Manager, Lidl Cloney.
1: And this is Lidl Chats, a podcast series where we get to know Ireland's best love supermarket a little bit better by meeting the people behind the business, our colleagues who come to work every day and make Lidl what it is. In this episode, we go behind the scenes of the warehouse and meet some of the team in our very impressive Mullingar Distribution Centre.
3: So you don't know, especially this time of the year in winter, you never really know yeah, what's around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. So that does that keeps you on your toes and it's certainly an interesting part <laughs> of the job. <laughs> for sure.
4: I do wear a watch that has the step count on it and sometimes I do 15,000 steps and you wouldn't even realise it.
2: We could be looking anywhere up to 2,000 cases a day. So 1.6 million cases in a week would be average for us. That's
4: insane.
2: That's a lot of boxes. <laughs>
1: So we have plenty of people to meet in this episode, and I'll also be taking a bit of a tour of the warehouse. A lot of construction is going on at the moment, so I had to have the hard hat and steel cap boots on. Safety first!
2: This is our very first episode, why not get involved? If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, hit that follow button and leave a rating or review.
1: Let's meet the team. I first met Ivan McGee, logistics director, who gave me an overview of the whole operation.
3: Hi, uh, Ivan McGee, Regional Logistics Director, Mullingar yeah look it is it's a large operation i suppose both infrastructurally it, it's a big site and um, we have a building there that occupies over 14 acres and um, so it's a very significant operation in that sense from a headcount perspective we've over 250 staff on site and um, in terms of headcount obviously that fluctuates because it is a is a seven day a week operation um, and we effectively are 24 hours a day so in general whether it be christmas or whether it be any time of the year structure and i suppose process is is super important to us here there is a it's a large amount of repetition at the end of the day whether you're picking a you know a case of yogurts or a case of cheese it's still a case and um, we still have to handle it from the same cold chain perspective we still want to get it to the store you know within date everything needs to be I suppose managed in that perspective so structure is is, is uber important to us
1: so Ivan coming from store I know NFM is a big job and um, not many people like doing it but we often don't think either as well that every store in Ireland somehow has a connection to Mullingar because NFM ends up here can you maybe speak about what that what
3: absolutely that. yeah look that we're unique in that sense Mullingar has I suppose a, a sister facility if you want to call it that and um, we call it NFM non-food Mullingar and um, what that service does I suppose for us is um like all retailers, you know, we have our non-food, I suppose, offering in store. What's important to our customer is that we keep that fresh. Okay, We want to have a variety of products across the year. The last thing the customer wants is that they're picking through the same products continuously and they just get a little bit bored from it, ultimately. And Plus, it does nothing for sales. So from our perspective, what we do as a business is we have a process in place there where after a given period of time for example 35 days we'll take the product off sale okay and that's where the nfm kicks in okay and um, that product which is perfectly good product and um, maybe we sent out you know 25 units of a, a strimmer maybe we sold 20 units so there's five strimmers there left in the store and um, but we've kind of passed our window of sales um, and maybe the customers moved on now we're moving different time of the year okay so what we'll do there is we'll issue recalls and um, and effectively the product is brought back in here um through the different warehouses initially and then i suppose transported here to nfm and mullingar and what they do is they process that stock they'll put all the same items together they'll ultimately make sure that all the stores get credit appropriately for what they've sent back and we'll store that product for example for a future sales date. that sales date might be in six months or in 12 months time and um, so there's a team of people here it's up to 30 people actually at the moment Um and their job i suppose is to process those recalls and make sure that we store everything i suppose efficiently and correctly and then our own non-food business then will call on that product at a later date so what we'll do then is we'll prepare that then at a later point and get it back out to stores for maybe you know when we come to next march and people are looking for those garden equipment we'll get it back out there next march next april so i suppose that's one unique sort of um i suppose um operation that just happens here in mullingar
1: After I met with Ivan, he introduced me to some of his team. First up, I got to meet Ian Moran, Deputy Logistics Manager in Goods Inn. So Ian, when did you start working for Lidl and did you start in Goods Inn?
0: Um, no, I, I actually started in the Selections Department. I joined um, here in September 11th, um, 2017. So i am just gone past my five-year anniversary. And after three years spent in the Selections Department, um, I made the departmental switch over to Goods Inn.
1: So maybe you could speak a bit about what goods in is like I just understand it as stock coming into the warehouse from yeah, suppliers.
0: Yeah, yeah, f- effectively that's what it is, but if if you, if you break it down to within the warehouse goods in is is sort of a gateway in into our warehouse. Um, we take in all the stock and um, and responsible for the checking uh, and receiving of the stock uh, into our warehouse. And then effectively that's provided to selections department which is going to pick the stock and then after that your transport department will uh, send the stock out. So, so the first step will obviously be um, the holder will arrive with the product and um, they'll speak to our desk clerk outside. He will take the paperwork for them uh, and see that yes you are booked for three o'clock and um, it's now half two so it's no problem sign in um, and we will we, we'll give you a pager which will page your driver number uh, effectively like a little kind of a mobile phone when you're ready to come in it will have the information of what bay you're going to etc. They will then pull on to their bay they can uh, offload themselves the stock into the lines and we'll have checkers there that will ensure that it's, it's, it's laid out in the correct way for them to check it effectively and once that's done It's all signed off. No issues. The driver will return back to our desk. Get his paperwork. And thank you very much. See you later. Is
1: that his way? (laughs) Yep. Very good. So it's 24 hours. So, is there more people during the nighttime than there would be in daytime? Is there more stock travelling at nighttime? Like it, it seems, like when I drive at nighttime, you often just see all lor- lorries. So, they're obviously going somewhere. Is that a busier time then for you? Um,
0: yeah. So, effectively, look, I was lucky enough to take over um, the plan and the roster, and I think I won that lot all, um, when I came <laughs> over the goods in department. Um, so, I had to make the change into the kind of breakdown that we now are using probably 40 operatives but we have to now use it across three different uh, shifts whether that's a front shift in the morning our back shift which is our three to midnight and now our night shift so a normal day will look that we probably need six staff members in the morning time that would be from the 6 a.m or 10 a.m to cover the shifts we need about 8 to 10 in the afternoon, which is our 3 till midnight, and probably 12, 13 um, operatives on the night time, starting from 10pm to 6 or midnight to late. Yeah.
1: So it's a busy period then, during that time then?
0: Yeah, yeah. effectively, effectively, um, during the night time, there's probably more different areas. Um, like Obviously, you know, you work in, in the store, but our fresh areas, we'll take in meat and poultry, as well as our chiller. and um, We'll have our fruit and veg then also our bread and flours um, will come in as well at that period so it's a lot of different areas within the warehouse being being utilized at the one time so effectively we need more staff there just to ensure that it's taken in as fast as possible And, and obviously the quality is is our number one priority so
1: is there a lot of challenges that you face that obviously you can't control it's out of your control it's outside of Lidl
0: being the the gateway into the company, we're reliant on external sources and and also probably external factors because weather will be um, will be an issue for us if, if a boat is missed or, or or something a storm has happened there will be delays and ultimately that will affect the whole business so so that's probably the biggest difference I think day to day than selections or, or transport will face. Our planner will give us a twenty four hour um, kind of window into what what what's gonna what's gonna tomorrow is going to look like effectively yeah. but if there is something like that there is a big storm there will be correspondence coming down suppliers will be coming and head office and logistics will will, will always um, be right on the ball to give us all the information that something isn't going to make it when it is mm-hmm. supposed to make it or, or may not make it at all for another period and have to rebook probably the main thing this is the most exciting thing is every day is different in here um, especially when you have a lot of different external kind of factors going in and yeah it's a complete change when you come in every day it, it's definitely fast paced and, and it's, it's challenging and um, I certainly will give out about it at the best of times but um, it is rewarding when everything goes the way you want it to go and and you can walk out with your your head held high that you got through that day and the next day you can certainly tell everybody which I will do um, how, how, how great I did uh, or, or not but um, it, it's it's rewarding and it's it's nice to know that you can you made a difference in that sort of way.
1: So Ian, teamwork is obviously huge in your department and how do you maintain that, the teamwork in your team?
0: Yeah, I think, well look, kind of interdepartmental teamwork is, is vastly important, it's, it's what makes us uh, work so well here at Montingar. Um Like I said, goods in a gateway, into it, selections, uh, you know, our well-isled machine in the middle, they have the highest impact on us and if it's not for transport, getting the stock to where it needs to go, then it'd all, uh, it'd all be for nothing. <music>
1: So that's how goods in all works, but how do we get our products out to our stores? I spoke with Barry McEntee, who like us, Steve, worked in store. Barry progressed up through training and development into the Mullingar Warehouse, and he's now a warehouse supervisor in the selections team.
2: Since I started with little, I realised it was a career there for me, so uh, I certainly started to pursue uh, some of the training and development programmes that, that were there. I quickly progressed to a deputy store manager uh, after being a year in our Lamford store. I had worked uh, around some of the Midland stores and had ended up in Mullingar at the time uh, when I was asked to transfer over to the warehouse as a deputy logistics manager. Store life is extremely different to what life was like in the warehouse. Uh, It was a bit of a transition for myself as well. Very, 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 a lot bigger, a lot larger, a lot of pallets moving around the place. So uh, it certainly took me a little while to adapt. Uh, to say the least, but certainly a role that I massively enjoy at the moment.
1: One of the things that I noticed when I came to a warehouse first was the guys wearing what looks like balaclavas, big, massive coats and overalls that are working in the freezers. Do the staff that work in the freezer areas and the chiller areas have different working periods than other staff members or
2: Yeah, look, so so we have them dressed and ready to rob a bank at any stage. (laughs) Uh, They're ready to go with their balaclavas, snoods, they have full uh, terminals, uh, PP terminals right up to their neck uh, with hoods on them. So they're well wrapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, if you ask any of the guys that pick in the freezer, they're probably overly warm at times because you're moving in them. So how the freezer operates, the guys will start at nine o'clock in the morning. Every two hours, they get a paid 20-minute warm-up break. So we have essentially a, a, a canteen outside the freezer room where the guys go in. They can take off their... Their PPE to put it up to a warm up uh, room, so essentially a radiator that will reheat their PPE within the twenty minutes, so they're going back out nice and toasty. Nice. Mm.
1: So maybe you could speak about when a store sends an order. So they they do the order from store. Where does it go? Like, how does it lend to you to know what to pick and how to pick?
2: Yeah. So like currently at the moment, we have uh, some some picking areas that where the stores still send manual orders. Uh, like their fruit and veg, so they need to have that fruit and veg order into us by 9pm uh, and that could be just the Mulligarra region, every other region could have different deadlines. Uh, ASOR has been fantastic for us, so ASOR essentially would give us the manual orders so uh, everybody in stores and the warehouse will remember the old days of us having to ring every store prior to a deadline to make sure that the order is in a time so uh, essentially Selections is responsible for the collecting of all the store orders whether that be through ASR or manual orders. And we need to have them in so supply, our supply chain team can have them to do their uh, analysis on the store orders to make sure that we have the right amount of stock <coughs> going to the right store. So essentially how we always break it down is if uh, if our goods in team receiving 2,000 bananas and we have 1,000 bananas left over, uh, we'll have 3,000 bananas to give out to our stores on a daily basis. If the store orders are 4,000 bananas we need to obviously make adjustments to those store orders so essentially supply chain need that time with the orders to make those decisions of where they're going to be placing the stock uh, what promotional lines are on what trends are on orders and we then uh, have a deadline where we need those orders back off supply chain so uh, our fruit and veg team to speak about that department uh, they start at nine o'clock so supply chain have got between 7 a.m and 8 8, 8 30 to do all their analyzing, which is phenomenal. Uh, we, we don't give them enough credit for the pressure that they're under to do all those analyzing of the figures to get the orders back to us on time. So we have a brilliant structure and it works. Uh, essentially, if those orders were late, our guys that start at nine o'clock, they're going to be behind to pick those orders uh, and they'll, they'll have to catch up, I suppose, to make sure that the orders are dispatched on time because there's trucks ready to go.
1: So the guys pick the stock and then it moves on to logistics? Uh, so or we are the logistics it, team. Yeah, I was to say, does <laughs> yeah, it sit with yeah. you guys as well? Yeah.
2: There's only one. There's only one. Uh, so the stock that is there for picking. So how how it operates is that the guys have a headset which is connected to a terminal. So it's called the pick by voice system. The, we refer to it as she because uh, it's a female voice that's in their ear all day. Uh, she will give them the the communication as to what they need to do. So. How that looks like is if it's our store in Lamford, it will be store 900. That will come across your headset saying, you have got 500 cases of fruit and veg for store 900. You need to go down to the fruit and veg chamber, into aisle 16. So you'll drive to aisle 16 and you go to slot one. Slot one can be potatoes. You will pick, she will ask you to pick five cases. You've confirmed to her, you've picked five and you move on to the next slot. So uh, essentially that is the sequence throughout the whole order. Uh, it's paramount for our guys that they pick the correct quantity of stock uh, and the correct items so some of the challenges we would face is that you take our potatoes there's different varieties different cases there's one kg two kg Uh, it's the responsibility of our goods in team to ensure that the right stock is in the right location so that we're picking and it's our responsibility to make sure that we're picking fresh stock also uh, that it's it's, uh, of a high standard and it meets the quality so we have. uh, green leaders, also, which we have in stores in our fruit and veg uh, picking team, and those guys are going to assess the quality as well as picking the quantities as well.
1: So, where you spoke about obviously the regular day to day pickings. Um, what happens with promotional items that are being allocated to store? How does that be handled in the warehouse?
2: Yeah, I suppose so. It's quite different. So the stores we uh, used to get in their standard fruit and veg deliveries, ambient deliveries, meat and poultry uh, and all, all those areas. So promotional stock is quite different. Uh, it varies from week to week. So we, we can jump from different teams, which is given to us from our supply chain team. We get an allocation overview each week and we need to pick uh, a route, which is my responsibility as to how we're going to get all that stock delivered into store prior to the Thursday sale date. So, uh, Wednesday would be our biggest day in the warehouse in terms of promotional activity. We need to make sure that all the stock is in to store on time. So, uh, unfortunately, we can't pick everything just on Wednesday and deliver it to store the day before, which would be very helpful to them. Uh, we need to space that out over the period of a week. So, uh, we pick a little plus on a Tuesday to ensure that it uh, doesn't affect the store orders. And whenever food team, whether it be Greek, Italian, or Polish team. Uh, they're always picked on a Friday. Uh, we, we'll have a, st- a set structure of when we pick promotional stock. Uh, of course, we have the challenges of maybe suppliers delivering late stock as well. So essentially, on a Wednesday is our last opportunity to get the stock to stores in time for sale. It's uh, to be there for customers. Mm-hmm.
1: So Barry, you were in store for five years, so you may have seen some logistical, maybe mishaps or errors. Is there anything now that you saw in store that, is, has been explained while you've been working in the warehouse?
2: Yeah, I suppose uh, at the time i always maybe uh, look to the warehouse and be asking the question as to why I didn't get a pallet and why it didn't get delivered on time. I uh, suppose some of the challenges that we would face, uh, an example would be, you know, if, we, if a store has their orders has equated to 34 euro pallets, an Arctic truck can only fit 33 euro pallets. Uh, it's extremely hard for transport to deliver one pallet, or get a truck to go to a store. Uh, look, we're a, an efficient business, and and cost is at the uh, the head of everything that we do. So to deliver one pallet to a store, uh, while for go full needle, we want to ensure that everything gets to store. Sometimes those scenarios come across. Uh, we want to make sure everything gets to store, but uh, those days do happen, unfortunately. In terms of cases, uh, we could be looking anywhere up to two thousand cases a day. So. Uh, maybe 1.6 million cases in a week would be average for us. It's
1: insane.
2: That's a lot of boxes. <laughs>
1: there is,
2: and the guys need to pick roughly about seven 1,700 cases of ambient in a day. Uh, the guys, it's certainly a sense of pride uh, among the team. If you go into fruit and veg, the guys, will, it's a competition at times of who's picked the most cases. So uh, it's uh, it's certainly it's certainly a busy a busy busy day for the guys. Yeah. Yeah
1: lots of guinness world records so should be attempted yeah, yeah. here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's a few of them down there that'll challenge you for that
0: <laughs>
1: after our chats i headed out on a quick tour around the warehouse and bumped into a few people along the way
0: marx is probably the big daddy uh, of the warehouse he was probably the guy to train me in very poorly i must say very poorly no <laughs> but, but once i started with marx probably tell you a bit more himself he's here
2: so, so my name is marx uh, i'm dlm in the transport department I've been with the business, this is my 16th year. I started in Charleville when this warehouse wasn't built yet. Then we built it in 2007, moved here. um, Worked my way way up from operative to desk clerk, supervisor and now the owner. Go
0: and catch a few more
4: people now. Hi, my name is Kylie Vidal and I work at Mullingar Distribution Centre. So hi
1: Kylie, Uh, welcome. So you work in the selections team. Maybe give me a bit of a breakdown. How did you start working in Lidl and when did you start?
4: Uh, I started working in Lidl about 10 months ago now. um, And I started off in the bread section. And now I've moved on to, I'm mostly in flowers now.
1: Okay, nice job. (laughs)
4: Um, Yeah, probably the easiest of everything.
1: (laughs) Although it's probably not the easiest, um, there is probably a st- stigma around females working in a warehouse uh, that you can't pack as many pallets as the males can. What do you think of
4: that? Um, yeah, I definitely say there is that sort of stigma. But to be honest myself, I find find it no bother at all. And I, when I first came, I thought, would I be able for the work? But I don't find any issues. So
1: Yeah. And you probably can pack just as many as the guys.
4: I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a run
1: for your money. So what is a normal day for you? Well, like what do you do? Obviously, you get up and you arrive. What time? What um,
4: I start at seven and I'll come in and I'll get my truck and I'll clock in and then I'll turn on my headset and see where I'm going to be picking for the day. Usually it's flowers and then that's I pick flowers until flowers usually could be finished before my finishing time. So I could be moved on to somewhere else that needs some help. OK, you could be at a slot and then she'll say, um, So she'll say like, say a slot 40 and then you'll tell her the check digits at that slot. Mm -hmm. Then she'll say, pick two cases and then it's the same for every single slot. And then she'll say order finished. And then it's just very repetitive like that. Okay. I do wear a watch that has the step count on it. And sometimes I would do 15,000 steps and you wouldn't even realize it. It's amazing. Like you wouldn't even think you're doing that many a day.
1: Well, that was a busy day. Fascinating to see how it all works. Thanks to the gang at Mullingar RDC for showing us what they do. That's all for episode one of Lidl Chats. Steve, on the next episode, you're going to learn more about CSR and the really important work they do and how we all play a part.
2: I'll be meeting Elaine O'Connor, head of CSR, Rory O'Connell from Food Cloud, and we'll also be hearing from store managers and customers.
1: I hope you can join us for the next episode of Lidl Chats.